Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Intrinsic Minds podcast. It is April 19th. Solar eclipse in Aries, the anoretic degree, 29, the last, the big finale. Well, the big start, really. But the big finale to a... There's a maturation. Well, it's the ending of the nodal eclipse in Taurus and Scorpio. So it is mm-hmm. the big ending, but it is a new beginning. And we could all feel it. Gio and I were just discussing this. We can all feel that energy. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's aggravating. It's like you want to go do something, but you don't. That reclusive energy is for real. So yeah, the eclipse is smacking us. We, we do record these two weeks behind, so this will be released more towards uh, May. Um, but yeah, Gio, how how are we feeling? How How is the eclipse treating you? Well, I feel like leading up to it, that had a lot more of the go energy to do things and, you know, formulate thoughts and ideas and putting things into action a little bit and stuff. And then as soon as it actually came, I like if there was anything that like I didn't do during that pre-stage, then it felt like it was a lot harder to do, Um, which was okay, I guess. But in a way, just kind of like there was just this, honestly, an eclipsing of the energy. Like it just, it just felt like something moved over it and blocked that out and allowed a different part of the emotions, a different part of the psyche, a different part of the comfort zone to kind of kick in and just, you know, pull you back in a way. And um, yeah, you can't, you can't ignore that shit. Just kind of. You know, that's 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 the internal light going off to kind of grab your own interest introspect at that point. It makes sense that the uh, you say, you know, the energy is eclipsed, mm-hmm. because if you think we had the new moon in Aries at the beginning on the uh, astrological new year, right on the 20th or 21st. Mm-hmm. And there was no eclipse there. So it was this brand new energy and we all were all hopped up and ready to go. And then we hit the full moon in Libra. There was a little bit of edginess there. And then it kind of, the energy kind of died down. And then the build up to this one has the more eclipsed vibe to it. Right. And it's almost like inner work now where like the first one was just like project out, like let's, let's do it. And I think a lot of us, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll speak for myself, but I think a lot of us feel like we want to go, but we can't still. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to last for a while, I, at least until. Pluto comes into Aquarius uh, and stays in Aquarius because it's going to come back into Capricorn. And then, you know, so there is that like we could see the new world ahead. Like we're like, wow, there it is. Like this is where I'm going. But the end, like we still got a few like, you know, chain links to cut off and some anchors to let go of. And it's a shitty feeling because since 2020, we've I think have been we've had that yearning once we went through all the bullshit we wanted to we 
It's like, oh, yeah, I, I need something new. I need something refreshing. I'm tired of talking about the same stuff. I'm, t- I'm, st- I'm tired of going through this. I think we just we went through that. And now it's we're at this point where we could see some light at the end of the tunnel. And it, it, it causes aggravation mostly. And I'm with you because you were saying, you know, you, you felt aggravated. I felt aggravated due to f- more fatigue, mm. like an inexplainable, like, wow, why am I so like tired? I don't physically exert much energy every day. I'm more in the mental space most of the time, considering I'm a musician and audio engineer. I don't, I don't really exercise, which I should, which Jupiter coming into my sixth house, hopefully brings a nice uh, year of health and exercise and all that. But yeah, man, the, the, it is what it is. And, uh, we just got to roll with the punches. Us knowing the astrology has helped. And the fact is, I don't know what other people think of an eclipse, but when you think of the symbolism, you know, it's blocking out the energy, right? It's blocking out the sun. And when you're blocking out the Aries energy, you're blocking out Mars, which is drive, which is, I want to get shit done. You know, I want to do you know, the, even the war mindset, it's kind of like, I don't think anybody wants to go to war right now. Like no one gives a shit. Like, you notice yeah. that, right? Like we're backing up Ukraine. It's like Americans are like, let's not most of the time. Like what I see on social media, it's like, let's not do yeah, that. Yeah, and I feel like we've come okay. to a plateau with that, even in just the, you know, the world stage part of that. It's just that I think we're coming to a de-escalation point and stuff, even with that whole situation, that it's kind of coming to the point where that's dying off. You know, like not to say that it's like, oh, everything's good and resolved and everything, but it's just that there's a shifting of the attention to that, uh, whether that means the active parts of it that's making it happening happen are shifting attention. But definitely the collective, the citizen society is shifting attention from that. I think, you know, I mean, we're not even just America, but the whole world. Uh, for the most part, has become a society of like real quickly picking something up and putting it down two seconds later. Like it's the the time span of which we entertain something has shortened by so much, um, which is a little concerning. But sometimes when you really think about it, saying something this way, it's like kind of a relief that that just kind of happens because it allows the attention focus to shift off of something. Uh, which if we keep putting attention on it, it could keep escalating into something, you know, a lot more vicious or something like that. Um, and especially with this, this, you know, Aries eclipse and everything and stuff like that could be, um, that could be pretty, uh, pretty flighty with, with what that may entail and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely, I definitely feel the pullback a little bit and stuff. And it's funny you mentioned, uh, you said, you said new world, and it just made me that whole, you know, like the Europeans, like when they finally decided to, you know, and a lot of people in England and stuff, and you know, trying to get away from certain rule and shit, you know, finally decided to make those hard choices of, uh, you know, gathering their stuff, leaving their homes, setting sail. Uh, on a voyage for the new world and stuff like that and it was exciting all the thoughts and initiations of planning of what to do when they get to the new world and what they want to do and all the excitements and the freedoms they may feel feel that they'll have and stuff but then it's like when they get to those shores it's just kind of like reality hits you and you're just like frozen in your footsteps and all of what you thought all the excitement kind of has a tendency to leave your body a bit 
And you're kind of smacked at that reality to be like, I don't even know where to start. Like, this is so foreign to me. Um, you know, how do I even initiate what I was thinking of? Like, that excitement is, is a little bit turned into a little bit more of a fear. Now I'm like here, I'm like wondering, I'm like, shit, like, did I make a bad choice and shit? And it's like trying to deal with that and become acquainted and then realizing that, you know, it may not be everything that you expected. You know, there's other civilizations there and shit. You know, you're trying to know where to tread, where not to tread and stuff. And it's 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 a foreign territory. And I feel like we are still in that. Like, that's why when you hear a lot of these real uplifting high astrologers talk about some of these transits and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I don't like that. They don't bring it back down to that level because it's like, let's get to the reality of it. Like there's a lot of other things going on in the celestial sky and the things moving and, sh- and, and a lot of different energies at play. And then even the long-term stuff that we haven't even seen yet, that hasn't even fully culminated yet, that it's like, we're going to have some of those like new worlds, new coming feelings and stuff. But like, you got to bring it back down to the realism of like, <laughs> Um, I'm fucking scared, <laughs> but like not saying that you should be scared, but it's like, oh shit, this is, this is real different, but this is real now. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the self, let, let's just be honest, self-doubt sets in. Yeah. I was going to say it's instead of, uh, yeah, a level of fear, I guess, but it's more so of it's like anything when it's something's brand new or mm-hmm. you don't know, there's that self-doubt because you have no you know, you, if you can only see the light, but you don't know what's the light pertains to, and it's just, you know, it's just something new. You're like, oh, oh wow. And you just know a time of adjustments coming. Mm-hmm. And you're a tourist, dude. You, I mean, you got the fixed. Mm-hmm. You're fixed. Like, it's it, it, for the fixed signs, it's really hard to, you know, I, I think for the, the mutable signs, you know, I, I think we'll, we embrace it a little more than that, mm-hmm. than, than the fixed signs do, but... Yeah, I it, it, I wouldn't say fear, but I would say uh, concern or um, mm-hmm. awareness that shifting is going to happen, and then we don't know what that entails. And it could bring, you know, change can sometimes not be easy. So it could bring things that we don't expect. And when you don't expect things, are you prepared? Are you making the right decisions? You can't see where you're going. You know, you can only see 200 feet of. You know, it's like the you're in driving in the car. You can only see 200 feet in front of you and you know it's like foggy out and you're like i don't know where i'm going but i'm just going to keep driving and that's kind of where civilization is at it's where america's at but we kind of should you know we should have expected that because we had the pluto return and all that so it's yeah and watching the world you know we've complained a lot not even complained but we've mentioned a lot in the past few episodes it's like you know focus on what's important and that's why the whole conspiracy and all this other stuff it's like maybe this is not that important right now because even if we did find the conspirators i mean like what are we going to do like the whole we need to focus on our communities ourselves gaining wisdom and knowledge on what it is we would need to do and be prepared for when these things do happen as the as best as we can and having people around us and having connections are important but that only comes with an individuation process. So if you don't individuate properly, you're not going to find the right people and then you're not going to be prepared. But if you're just sitting there pointing fingers all the time or you're just sitting there worrying about this stuff, you know, be aware of all of these things, but also be prepared for things as well. And uh, to stop in fear is only doing yourself a disservice. And that's what we 
basically have to work with right now, right? Like we we don't know what this change is going to bring. We don't know what could happen to the economy, to our country, to the world itself. If war is going to happen, the financial system and the collapsing of that. Um, uh, when it comes to AI, when it comes to and what that's going to bring, people's jobs uh, and and all of that, the human intelligence measurement right like we don't know where that's gonna go i was just thinking you know it's funny before we had logged on i just to refresh my mind i went and watched some some rupert sheldrake and he was talking about how with with uh morphic resonance that a species gets smarter and they tune into things easier and quicker and it's you know the memory that's that we, we keep talking about in all these episodes of like hey there's this memory that happens in the energetic realm and then a species grows and they all gain access to that knowledge think about this and this is a kind of an unknown thing and this is talk about something i might fear a little bit is if we depend on ai the morphic resonance of Mm -hmm. our species will actually start to diminish as well i think because we're not doing things ourselves anymore so if we have ai replace jobs and people's you know anything that people can do if we have fucking robots and ai doing everything we realize that our people in power are not empowering and they're only selfish greedy fucks you know and that they're not serving us and we start like what's the overarching theme to this would be is that we need self-empowerment and we need self-awareness and we need to build community and all of that and that's something i think that could alleviate that made me think of a valid point to back that up too it's like when you even think about it and you look back from like even the 1950s and then leading up to the millennium and everything like back then it was very common knowledge for everybody to fix their own shit. Like they had the knowledge how to, how to, you know, fix the coils on their refrigerator, fix their cars, fix the radiator, like um, patch up things in the in their roof and stuff. People you know what I mean? Like, and generally, yes, of course, the mail and stuff like that. But like, it was already kind of passed down or in a sort of way. I get it. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, I- involvement and stuff. But then again, think about it. You can't say, well, oh, well, parents were more involved. I, yes, to a degree. But also at the same sense, like it was known that the father had to work and the mother had to cook and clean and watch the kids and everything and stuff, too. So how did that intelligence pass over especially if we're talking about hardwick type of uh masculine type of thing where it's like yes they come here sonny you're gonna learn something but also throwing a fucking wrench at them as soon as they're not paying attention or whatever and stuff but also i think that was just kind of just more common knowledge that you could say somewhat passed through in the etheric field but as we kind of got away from more so of having to do that stuff and kind of incorporating technology like new diff- new new technology in a certain way and smart technology and really being so gung ho and looking into the future and this kind of like uh uh like quick time don't need to fucking we don't we don't you know we're trying to minimize how much time we spend on something faster better easier and stuff more directly to us and stuff we don't have to wait for shit like the amazon stuff smartphones and everything it's like 
we've created now with the AI and stuff too, like you can think about it, like we've created like these synthetic fields that we're just quickly moving through, passing through. And it's like, there's no real absorption because we're onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. It's, uh, especially with the, distors- the distortion and reality with information and from all right. different sides and belief systems and, you know, crossing the lines between beliefs and politics and this thing and the next and identity when it comes to those things. And, you know, we're not fully grasping those 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 basic things and kind of reverting back to maybe the more organic fields that have been sustained over long periods of time. And now more so just passing through these synthetic fields and allowing the thought to be done on by something else, by algorithms, by different programmings and stuff like that. And we don't we're not indulging in them, really. Like, yes, we're indulging in them by using them. But we're not learning really much from it, you know, and we're surrounded by it. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, that emphasis we put on self-awareness, self-individuation. And that means not just from people and groups, but from technology itself. And I think it could halt evolution of the human mind and human, uh, you know, the way we go about things and the way we handle things with the earth and with the economy and all of that. And if we get too dependent on the AI, I, I like the whole synthetic field label that you give because yeah, that's as we've learned through the past six episodes. And, and we're and by the way, so for those who have been following, this is more of kind of like a final discussion or summary for now on the morphic resonance. We have a few other ideas to kind of bring into that, but within this discussion, yeah, like the the more we understand that information's transferred and passed through the ether, and that we are all connected in some form. And then we're having other things do these tasks and all that, then we're kind of screwing the future generations and the future for ourselves when it comes to our ability to do the tasks and our ability to do these things with our bodies, with with our technology, you know, so um, our ability to tap into these things or be more inventive or be more creative when we're having something else do it for us, we're going to diminish we're going to look like we're more intelligent because things are going to be doing things for us quicker and faster and all that. And it's like maybe, you know, certain things get built quicker and 3D printers and this and that, like whatever happens with technology and all that, which that has the advantage. There is an advantage to it. I'm not against it. But when we're having AI do everything, even our creative processes. Right. So like if, we're, if, that, if that's going on, then now we're diminishing our broadcast to the rest of the population and to each other. And with that, we're going to get less creative, less inventive. So we're going to, on the surface, superficially look smarter because we have shiny toys and we have robots and shit doing things for us. But on the other end, we're, as human beings ourselves, we're going to get less creative, less tuned in if we are, if we choose to go down that route, which is why, in my opinion, here's another maybe solution or start to a solution is, Instead of reading books on your phone and your computer, buy books themselves. Hold things in your hands. Don't use your computer and AI for everything else. Geo, you just started planting a garden and you're getting in touch with nature itself and having your hands hit the soil and build things and, 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 and communicate with the earth itself and use the earth itself um, and interact with it. And knowing morphic resonance and knowing, you know, we've emphasized too, like, well, why would this be so important? Well, you know, we're communicating with the planet we live on. We're an, we're an organism living in a bigger organism and we're all connected. And these things are going to return to being more important than 
how nice your phone is or how fast your computer internet is or um you know i brag about having like what eight thousand books downloaded on my but i don't have those books i so i still feel incomplete in a way where like i still want to be in touch with actual physical reality and if i were to have kids or i mean i'm gonna you know if i mentor my brothers and sister or anybody around friends you know we have discussions and stuff i want to be able to actually connect and actually share and share energies and and real technology which is the body and the mind so yeah that's my emphasis on that yeah while you were saying that just like this line popped up in my head was where it just came up it was like innovation is overshadowing intuition like it just there 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 is this fact that it's like the over the over innovation and the over fanaticism with innovation and want to take things every time to the next level, you know, but like always in a sort of way that furthers, like just makes us further from, you know, tangibility as humans and, you know, the, the, the physicality of things and stuff and separates ourselves and displaces, you know, consciousness in a sort of way from our own consciousness. Like we're so, we're so hell bent on AI, you know, having this, fun conscious like energy that able to do all these crazy things and you know generate all this you know all this stuff that it can do and stuff and meantime it's it's diverting the focus off of what about our conscious selves and what we can generate and what we can do are we not impressed by that anymore or did we just think that we can't do it anymore or because we just don't look at it anymore and we're so distracted, that's why we don't indulge in that anymore. And this is a lot of the reason why we say the things that we say or why we go into them and you know why we try to you know pinpoint things out is that a lot of those things are getting lost. And I'm sorry, I don't want I don't I don't want to be a society that's cyborgish. I don't want to be in that society and have to be a part of that. So, um, you know, yeah, there's, there's many things that I do that to not get used to that shit. Agreed. And, and like, I think of things like this too, like even, uh, I'm a musician and playing guitar, being an instrumentalist. Like one thing social media has done is connected me to a lot of talented and awesome people. And you get to see how amazing they are. But then on the other end, social media is also promoting this AI thing could write you a song and this plugin can do this for you and this yeah. and all that. And it's showing people like so if you have less abled or less disciplined musicians, see these really amazing musicians pull some stuff off or write music or what anything like that. And and it doesn't have to be music either. It could be any task or any um, discipline or anything that is skill based is uh to me knowing now what rupert sheldrake has has basically proven through experiment with animals and species and stuff is the more that i'm in touch with my skills as a human and i use my technology to get better at these skills the more that this is in the ether and is available to the other and it gets shared and bounced around and someone might take an idea that i have and make it a million times better and that's the way we should think right like oh if I set music in a certain direction and someone comes along and picks up on my antenna, my broadcast or someone else's broadcast, like, and I would, for me, like, I I don't take a lot of credit for 
like I for writing music say I've taken other people's broadcasts and all the other people's ideas. I've tapped into energies in the, in the way I see the world and the way that I've developed and I've integrated them into myself and then expanded on things. And that's how we grow. Right. So I would want someone to do the same thing that I do with the same music I put out. But if I have an AI generator going to do that for me, now that's in the ethernet. Now, now that's in the computer, the computer has that knowledge. And instead of us integrating it into our fields and then sending that, that out to other people where we can interlink and connect synchronicity uh, on a synchronistic level and have the universe kind of set an algorithm. Cause remember we had a long, so last year we, we wanted to do an episode. Remember where I, you know, we named it, I think the universal algorithm mm, because yeah. everything is so fractal based. Right. So I always thought like, all right, how like you go on social media and you talk about something and then your phone supposedly hears you and the algorithm picks it up. And then it shows you all of these things that you were just talking about. I feel like the computer kind of mimics not only humanity, but reality at times too. the Akasha, right? The internet, the ethernet, the ether, the information's in the ether. It's in the ethernet. Same thing when it comes to that. So like, I think that the, the mimicry, even on an algorithm based, that's what we call synchronicity where we go, Oh, I was just talking about that. And we see it in the, like the real world, not on the phone. That's an algorithm, right? So the more that we're tapped in as humans and we use our internet, our internet, right? And we send it out into the ether. And we, as we apply that, we actually create an algorithm. And that's how other people find us. And that's how other people find our music or our skills and all of that. So, like I said, I, I emphasize the whole, but if I'm doing yeah. that with AI and I'm doing that with something that's not me and I'm not actually putting it out into the field and I'm just putting it into a computer as a code, now as a species, we're communicating less on an energetic level and understanding yeah, you're not supporting that original field right. anymore. You're not keeping that alive. Like it does need to be kept alive in a sort of way because it has this organic structure to it and shit too. And it's just weird though, because it's like ever since the World Wide web was, you know, created and stuff. And the more that everybody directed their attention and in, in the usage of the World Wide web injures web, you know, that whole thing that's could be compared to the netter and stuff like that. It's like this, but it became this semi-organic morphic field of its own that now with AI and the ability to create programs that allows over because the World Wide Web has 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 stored up so much data from all over the world, from all different times, especially things that were older that were before the web, but have been transferred over from books and stuff like that. And documents that have been transferred over into saved files on, you know, on, through, through the internet and stuff like that. Now it's like AI has been created in a sort of way, um, which is, is, is a replication of, of an original technology, but it's, it's now grabbing from all the different structures and easily can be tweaked to be programmed in a sort of way to have this synthetic conscious type effect uh, of, of semen like it's conscious. And now it's doing the thinking, doing the accumulation, doing the research for us and everything. And it's, it's pulling us further away from our humanism, but not only that, our intuition, but also our connection to those morphic fields that we are naturally entwined with. 
And therefore, it's like we draw less and less and less and less over time, which we will over time. Like everybody thinks it's so fun and cool and everything now. Like it was the same thing. The internet is so cool and fun, but there also was a dark part of the internet and stuff too. Like it, you know, uh, 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 homegrown terrorist cells and stuff like that developed from it the dark web black markets weird shit when it came to that and stuff which we still have today um imagine how ai plays in a role with that and stuff too but like now we're taking away from our ability to kind of just find a way to intuitively and naturally go into a grasp of that sort of understanding and inherit that type of intelligence inherit that type of knowledge call on certain things and stuff and and that's where in a certain way like the woo woo people and stuff like that like i don't knock them in a certain way and like the more naturalistic type people and and stuff like that like yeah there's a degree that i'm kind of like hey you know do you that's not for me but um that's why i don't knock them because i'm like hey you know what at least they are not contributing to this synthetic society you know, at least they're they're trying to create generations of more so of of keeping keeping the path and keeping more connected to nature and connected to spirit and and stuff like that. Like I commend that. I commend that in a certain way because there's a lot of us that can't do that. A lot of us, you know, you took our phones away and stuff. Like we'd start having withdrawals. Like it's it's a little it's a little it's a little nuts, and we don't realize it because we're not. We're not forced to face that reality. You know, if we really were forced to face that reality and it just goes to show even just the whole pandemic thing was enough to show like even just that little bit of a shutdown of everyday life and our comforts and what we're used to and stuff like that. People went crazy. People, people had lost their fucking minds. Imagine if we really did have an EMP wipe and Internet was down, no electricity and stuff like that. How would you how would you face it? Like, how would you really handle it and stuff? Would you be able to you can't go on the Internet? You can't search up Google how to make a fire and everything and stuff, too. Do you have that inherent knowledge to know how to do those things and to survive and what to do? <laughs> Let's be realistic. You know, that's where you also can't fault the doomsday prepping people and stuff. And, you know, yeah, that's an extreme as well. But these are, you know. There are there is there does need to be a natural culmination of this knowledge of this of this stuff and we I think we play around with technology uh, that starts leaving the control out of our hands. That's what it's doing, right? It's taking away our mm -hmm. control, and then if you take away the technology itself, then we are left basically like infants again as humanity because we can't keep our focus on certain things that are more important then narratives and the stories and what's going on. And I just like, you know, uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. I think that would be a good way to put it. Right. Like, and I mean, that's why for the past three years, once I figured out how to, how to basically, you know, obtain books, uh, in a very cheap way, um, they're still digital. So it still gives me anxiety to, but like I grabbed everything I could from gardening to, you know, uh, just anything you could think of. I went and searched and ended up with like, seven eight thousand books just because i am using that technology to cover my ass as much as i can opposed to having it you know be some sort of dependency for me and like i said i mean without technology or ai i wouldn't have the music i've created i wouldn't have 
this podcast with Gio, I wouldn't have certain things in place to where, you know, um, and we wouldn't be able to all connect. So it's all great and good, but it's the dependency factor and it's our lack of focus uh, with more important things that we could be using it for. It is a tool. Like we could be using it to get better. And there are people out there. I get it. I mean, this is kind of going out to a certain group, I guess, but uh, yeah, it's a concern for me. And I think that I, from here on out, instead of just focusing on what's going to happen with politics or Donald Trump or the war or Ukraine and all that. And the, the dig, we ha- I know we have to worry about uh, the, the, the currency and the, and it being turned digital and all that, but is it really going to change if we try to anyway? I mean, I would just prepare to yeah. think like, okay, it, that this is what's going to happen. So prepare to prepare to self-sustain if anything, and, and, and learn critical skills critical you know i'm not saying critical surviving skills like you got to learn how to live off the grid not saying that but like it would be helpful to learn a lot of those things like um like yeah you could still have your digital stuff like the way i think about it even for you right where it's like okay like i have a lot of these books and stuff like that that have a lot of the knowledge and information that i may need say something happens like that no internet no power source and stuff but it's like okay now do you have the knowledge to understand that you can create a power source? And, you know, as long as you have some sort of like laptop or something, you can create that power source yourself just to generate that laptop you have and be able to plug your shit in and go into that book and be like, Oh, okay. The information's right there for me for this thing that I need and stuff. Like it's not that far fetched. Like it's, it's very available. It's very, very real and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that aside, and I, I will figure out a way, by the way, to, I, I, I have a, the 256 gig old iPhone. So I was thinking maybe using that as just a memory bank thing. But um, regardless, yeah, I mean, there's just something to be aware of, uh, us learning morphic resonance and how information and habits and there's memory in the ether towards species. And as a human race, if we become dependency on some outside source, uh, if we have dependency for that outside source, like AI and technology, and we don't really come together as communities and learn and 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 within that individuate before we find our communities and really figure out who we are to, to then turn into the you know uh the the group that we build uh with our yeah. true individuation morphic resonance is an important thing to understand that our our antennas our broadcasting mechanisms will be hindered with this and that was probably on my mind the most going through these past few episodes where I'm thinking wow so if you know a species has this etheric memory and we're not using it, what happens when you don't use your brain? What happens when you don't use your body? Right? Uh, Aphigy? Ap- how do you say it? Aphigy? Right? No, apathy. Ap- Is that how you say it? Apogee. Uh, whatever. You get it, right? You get the, like the muscle wears down. Like you can't. It's it's gone because you're not using it. And if we're not using that, then it, it'll it'll diminish, and that's how AI will take over. Right now, we have the opportunity to use the AI as what it should be as a tool instead of the tool using us. Cause eventually we'll just, it's like, um, another allegory for that would be Wally. Mm, yeah. You know, it's that whole thing of like, you know, you got the robot as the main character and then you see the humans just slobs, just mm-hmm. not doing anything and everything's being done for them. And, uh, I fear that. Right. And so, and, and I just fear the, 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 the race becoming that, useless um 
so yeah, I, I about self empowerment, and that's what this knowledge is for, and us discussing it. And as we t- we tell you guys, like we're going through this journey with you. We, that's what we that's our style in a way where we're learning as we're going, and we try to grasp and philosophically break down through discussion what these ideas could bring or what they what they are, what we feel could come from uh, whether it's understanding them or or not using them or abusing them, any of that. And uh, on the other end of it. Understanding it starts to bridge other things in that people call woo-woo, like the 5D consciousness, like astrology, all of that. Morphic resonance, to to me, is is one of the biggest bridges and something that gets me fired up to say, hey, something's something else is going on here. A new science is starting to come into our awareness, and we could use it before we lose it, we could use it. And... Now we're starting to have this understanding. And so, and I, what astrologer said, what was it? Cam White had said, what did he predict that like the internet would be uh, like the most censored it's ever been by like 2026 or something? Mm-hmm. I forget. And, and that, that to me is also a concern as well. So, yeah, definitely, definitely see that. You know, I feel like there's been a, there's been a break, good break with that. But I feel like also in the same sense, like the whole censorship thing, I mean, there's still censorship, but. There has been a break with that, but until the next rollout of narrative to really be pushed, that's a strong one, as strong as what we had in 2020. You know, there's there's no reason not to think that another strong narrative could try to be pushed out again, you know, after that happened. So and expect one because think if you think about the patterns, right, 2020 happened and then that kind of died like down or whatever and then now we have the whole gender thing and we have all we had all these like ups and downs these peaks and valleys of like this is now the new problem or this is the new concern and now like the gender thing to me ever since that bud light Mm -hmm. thing and all that other stuff to me i feel like is like it's gotten flaccid like people are like now people are sick of it so whoever is running the show with running these societal concerns is now gonna like Expect the next thing, and you can kind of see the foreshadowing. With there's two main things, right? The bricks in the econ in the in the financial system, or war, or both. And so now it's something's going to happen. And so with that, we we all have to me mark my words. We have this window of opportunity here, and um, it's self empowerment and self knowledge and wisdom and 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 do and getting in touch with the earth. Like that's there's no other way at this point or you could just keep following down the route of the system and then you are going to be led astray or led wherever they want you to you know go so might as well get into more of a self-empowerment get healthy learn what's you know uh, electric culture is going to be a big part of our discussion soon um and uh, a lot of other things that are based on proactivity and what we can do with stuff and what we could do with this knowledge and, uh, you know, to, and like I said, this is more of a wrap up and a final discussion on the morphic resonance for now. And we do have a few other last concepts to discuss before we uh, log off tonight. But like, that's where we want to head with this podcast, with discussions, with having guests on is that empowerment and that aw- getting away from being led like sheep. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's a we the people type of time. Mm-hmm. Take the steps towards that self-sustainability and everything, because know not saying like not like that you see a lot of these true channels that try to convince you that you're gods and everything and stuff too i was speaking of that too um whoever i'll, I'll call her straight out whoever this this person peter smith was 
left a comment on one of our last videos that tried to say, oh, one of those guys refers to himself as God, like G.O.D. That's not like you're, you're, an, you're actually stupid because he, I guess they must have looked at the auto caption because when I watched back at the video, you said with G.O.D. and the auto caption put it as G.O.D. Lack of self-awareness, just like what we said in, in our last videos, is people that just go on, spew out. They have no idea what they're talking about. Dummy, it's it's my name. Geo, I see the Geo. impulsive typing. Yeah. The impulsive oh, this guy typing. Fucking, fucking weak, dude. You go as God? No. Never never in a million years. It's been His name's Geo D'Angelo. D'Angelo. I, I literally addressed it and I was like, what you, you absolutely are, are, you're stupid. You're absolutely stupid. And that's what I mean by spewing at the mouth and you have no self-awareness. Not even a second to be like, wait a minute, does he really? Like, you didn't even take a second to think about it. Not even to think about like, oh, well, maybe that's just what the auto caption was, was, was saying. And obviously you don't follow enough to see that even in a lot of thumbnails, it's written out G-I-O-D. So, you're stupid. <laughs> Plain out. That's, that, I will call that. You're, that's ignorant and just stupid, first of all. Well, yeah, but remember when I was complaining yeah. a while ago, well, what, two, three episodes ago about it? It's just, it's not about what you're saying. It's just about what your focus is. Like, to me, that's the most aggravating. To, and it, it, it just, why do you care? You know, like, and no one's referring to themselves as one. We all are God in some sense. We're children of mm -hmm. God. We're we're the we're part of this realm. And and the way I at least I see it is, you're a fragment of God. So we all are that made made in the you know, likeness. that guy's God, Peter Smith or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Peter Smith. Uh, oh, just so you you want to do a, you want to do a little you want to do a little occult breakdown of your name, yeah. Smith. A Smith is a person who. When you really go down to in the esoteric and the occult of it, like a Smith is a person who basically does the work for everybody else um, and basically has to and not the good work. It's the dirty work. It's the blacksmith work. You know, it's it's the forging, the forging of things and stuff like that, too. So if you really want to go deep into it, we could go into about your name since you have no culture enough to know anything about my name because you couldn't even say my my full name, probably. That's how stupid and uncultured you are. And I'll call it out as that. I don't really care. Um, but for anybody who actually did know that that wasn't true and actually knows that my name is G-I-O-D because it's shortened, hit the like button. <laughs> comment. <laughs> uh, anyway, Very but how nice. to address that, though? Don't want anybody thinking that there was a God complex here. Uh, and, and, on, and we... we it, it, we thought it was more of a funny, like, it's like, oh, wow, your name with your last name initial. I actually had G-O-D. Look at that. That's Nico funny. Nico Storetti back in high school. He used to be like, yo, God. And I used to always tell him, I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't call me that. Right. And he's, so, no. Yeah, Yahweh. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's to cap that little thing off is like, yeah, that's the point, right? Like, the focus is just garbage. Like, people are just either out to insult or fight back and and we're supposed to be on the same team i guess you know but i guess a lot of people out there their their fighter flights turned on or their schmuck radars on right like they just a schmuck towards everything it's like what could i be a schmuck about today and it's it's whatever hey your comments got us more um 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we're we're deeper Speaking in the algorithm. Up on the, like, yeah. yeah, hit up the algorithm then. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But anyway, so yeah, and you know what? And let's. So I mentioned about the morphic resonance of of groups of people, and we can you know definitely x in the morons on the YouTube comment thread that just want to talk shit. Um, there is a morphic resonance to stupidity, but uh, Especially the concept nowadays. that I've wanted to talk about. Uh, is my share screen on here? Let's see. Yeah, I. There you go. So, with morphic resonance, it to me totally made sense with the idea of um pendulums from a book, Reality Transurfing. Right. So in this, as I'm reading this and through studying the occult, I already understood the idea of egregores. Uh, another one came up when there was a Billy Carson video that popped up uh, on on Instagram, and he was talking about quantum entanglement. And to me, that's another parallel to this is, uh, you know, like within in the quantum science, you could take two particles, you can entangle them and then you could separate them by thousands of miles. And whatever you do to one happens exactly to the other. So there, there's some sort of entanglement. There's some sort of connection that goes on. And so with any group of people, with any type of, you know, whether it is the trolls, whether it's football teams, like I mentioned last week or wh- whatever it is. Uh, pendulums in, in this chapter two in, in reality transurfing. I, I recommend this book to any and everybody, especially this one, because this totally bridges so many things. This is the morphic resonance I speak of, and and you could look at this as conceptual, um, just like I look as God as a conceptual. We make it conceptual, whether it's a man or whether it's an energy or source. This is a conceptual idea that kind of bridge the happening of what I would consider morphic resonance. So what are pendulums, right? And according to transurfing, a pendulum is created by the energy of a group of people thinking in the same way, stupid or not. And a pendulum is an energy-based information structure. If you follow the past few episodes, this is starting to already sound familiar. So people who think in the same direction create invisible energy informational structures that directly affect us in a daily life. Uh, a pendulum maintains the thought energy of the adherent at its own vibrational frequency. Essentially, pendulum is a sort of a thought condensate, a soul of a thing, idea, doctrine, organization, ideology, or anything that has admirers, supporters, followers, and fanatics. So right there, I'll stop right there for a sec. So anything that, it could be an idea, a doctrine, all that, you know, or the admirers, anything that's getting a lot of attention and a lot of energy. Anything also also vibrating at the same frequency starts to be entangled with the rest of the entities or things that are vibrating also at the same frequency. When we were talking about morphic resonance, we were saying that in nature, that happens with the growth of a tree or what happens with the growth of a species and its intelligence, that when they have the same frequency or where they have the same build, that they are all antennas for what's available in that vibrational frequency. So here... What it's saying is that pendulums are these informational structures. It's a way to conceptually name and kind of label the conce- the structure of what's available to a species or a group of people vibrating at the same frequency. Um, anything you want to add, Gio? No, I just I just was thinking like uh, to myself a little bit about that. Like even thinking of you know the the parallel between pendulum and even morphic fields and. And more of the nature standpoint, like I was thinking, I was like, well, you do have certain like plants and certain animals that do become extinct. And it's like, I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, that when it becomes extinct, it's almost like that morphic field dies. 
in a sort of sense, like, or not dies right. in that sort of sense. It, it, it transfers kind of to maybe the next closest thing. Um, this is just an immediate thought. I haven't really speculated on that and stuff too, but right, right, right. I mean, that, that would make sense for kind of, you know, that whole swinging of the pendulum and everything and stuff too. the same way where it's like everybody kind of abandons this idea and stuff and it's nobody's going there. It, it that, that pendulum dies and a new one is created, you know, so we know that energy can't be created or destroyed. So, you know, I would think it'd be the same thing in nature when it comes to an extinction, like, you know, that say that Oak tree no longer drops its seeds anymore, never drop anymore and stuff. It's not reproducing. And eventually, you know, when those trees die and it's, they stop dropping, say, and their their seeds, it's done. You know, then therefore that that memory, that habit starts to die off, too, in that intellectual field and stuff. And maybe more so transfers on into something more closely relevant. Yeah. Right. And think about trends. Trends is, a, mm-hmm. you know, trends, whether it's music or movies, an actor or actress, um, political parties, uh, all that energy is going towards something. And then once there's no more supporters, there's no more attention or energy being given to it. It has to transfer. So it's going to transfer over to the next trend or it's going to or the next religion. Right. So like right now, what it's seeming to be is we're, we're, we're looks like we're walking into more of a spiritual uh uh, religion than it is uh, more patriarchy based and worshipping an idol and this guy or whatever it's more of this source and 5D and all of that and you notice that there even though I think it's some crazy number like 68% of the world is Christian and all of that um, to me that's a pendulum right people are caught up in that and that doctrine that idea and then they're they're vibing with it so then they're and it's funny because the more you go deep into pendulums the author treats these things like they want to stay alive, right? Um, so they want to feed on that energy. And when feeding on that energy, they, they catch you in a trap and you're not thinking your own thoughts at a certain point anymore. You're becoming the field. And to me, I, that's what I saw in 2020. That's what I saw with the gender thing. That I mean, that's what's still going on right now. And uh, to me, this isn't, just a conceptual thing you could watch it in the real world and just watch it with trends what's trending and where people's minds are at and i feel like if you don't have self awareness or self individuation away from these things the pendulum catches you in its trap so i'm with you on the whole it transfers hmm. concept got to be aware of that of that sh- that shift and that transfer of energies cuz like even like with what i just said like I feel like that's what we have seen. Like a very notable thing when it comes to that transfer is say politics. Like when you think about old time Republicans and stuff like that, they're not the same as the same conservatives that are today. The same thing where it's like the old Democrats, like the JFK type Democrats and stuff like that are not the Democrats we see today. They're not, they're not, they're not the liberal. They're not like that. Like they're more so it like, it's almost like, Anybody who thinks in that old democratic way, it's like most of them have shifted to more so of like, let's just say if we're to give it a label, more of like the moderate party or, you know, like those those types of in-betweeners and stuff like that. Like they're like the conservative Democrats and stuff, which they're kind of like outcasts in a certain way and shit. Um, 
And it's weird because like, I feel like that's more of a potent thing. So like you could see how now if you watch those patterns, this is where pattern watching and parallel watching and synchronicities would be more important because it'd be real easy to fall into, you know, maybe something is dying off. Maybe this whole thing with gender and stuff like that starts to fall off and everybody's tired of it, but somehow it shifts into a different a different direction that may be more digestible and people actually get behind it. And then all of a sudden it gets so much momentum, it ends up having another extremism and we're just back at square one again or something like that. And it doesn't have to just be that about gender or whatever and stuff too. It could be politics, religion, but whatever. But if you have that awareness, you may avoid yourself getting caught into that. Well, and to add, right? So with the conspiracy group or truth and all that, that, so if this is happening, and let's say there's a they and that they're against us and they understand this stuff because this book was written by a quantum physicist. And I always when I see these things or if some sort of scientific revolution starts to happen on the Internet, the they already know this stuff in my mind, like because I'm always going to be skeptical, like I'm like, all right, I'm learning something, but someone's already aware of this. That's in a seat of power, most likely. Regardless, what if that's part of the game? Right. So they know that the gender thing is going to kind of just die off and they need to now transfer that energy and they know how this works, whether they want to, whether the the conceptual name of it doesn't really matter, whether it's morphic resonance, mass formation, hypnosis, pendulums, egregores, any of this stuff, ideals and and certain ways of thinking and human emotion, all that's transferred. And if they know how this works. Then they know to then steer the ship. But if we know that, if we don't know we're on a ship, we can't, you know, we can't dictate or, or, or or affect the way it's heading. It's, it's only going to be going by the people who have the knowledge of the map and the compass and are driving the ship. We're giving that power away to me by not understanding things like this, that could be potential. And, and this is still theoretical, of course, but I just look out in the real world and I see it because there's things are just that are abnormal. You know, they put people in masks in two weeks, three years ago. Um, they, uh, the gender thing all of a sudden just blew blew up like, like a nuclear fucking bomb in society. Uh, the, the, the vaccinations, all that stuff, uh, all those focus just blew up and then you could get real hyperlogical and say, oh, well it was social media. It was the media itself and the news and all that. But it's to me, it's there's, but there's a tuning factor. Like I watch people and they start the, when the, the whole parroting thing or they, they start just sounding the same and they're just not thinking for themselves. And yeah, you could go down a psychological route and blame that. But I also think that to keep this type of idea and concept in mind and the fact that morphic resonance, which is why we wanted to emphasize that so much in the past few weeks is that morphic resonance is proving that species are inter- interconnected, not only by the the way they look, but the way they behave and the way they act and think and all that other stuff so what separates wh- wh- why would humans be any different if that's the way the whole realm and this whole place works so that's why this idea to me and and like i said I'm, we're, we're, we're giving parallels today too to these concepts to kind of finalize um the morphic resonance topic for now is this is being talked about and been discussed as an idea and concept in many variations over you know many many years and in many different forms and it's obviously there's something to it yeah i mean it just it goes to show then it's like then even you know 
even yes, would say the programming in a certain way and, you know, but still on the topic of morphic fields and stuff, um, just goes to show what role that these different media outlets, whether it's social media, news media, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Any of those things, what role, even movies and shows, what role do they play when it comes to powering these pendulums? Like, and I think that they act as sigils, like the movies, the shows, the, the, the social media platforms, they act as sigils because they're constantly flickering some sort of imagery and stuff in your face. And, you know, this it's constantly playing on the subconscious. So I think it only helps power that in some sort of way. And I think, yes, if there was something to look into there and sort and, and, and sort of like draw that connection at stuff and understanding maybe more so of magic in that sort of sense, but also the real quantum understanding of, you know, the physics of it and with this understanding of morphic resonance, pendulums, egregores, and stuff like that, then we can start to see more so of how that plays a, a, a major factor, you know? And I think, I think that's something we, we should eventually right. touch up on is really the sigil talisman, uh, you know, um, uh, symbolism real aspect of it. I mean, I know in the past past we've talked about symbols and stuff like that, but not to this degree. And I think this, this needs a, uh, a connotation to it. Yeah, like if there's energy being transferred through symbols and through through sigils and all that, and then the occult has given this, and I just called it the occult, but the occult, the topic, meaning within the, the realm of knowledge in the occult, not the people, because that doesn't exist, um, but within that realm, and they call it sigils, talismans, egregores, and then you have books like this coming out, which basically the same concept, and then you have more on the mainstream, like on Joe Rogan, they're talking about mass formation. There's something to this. Right. And and the emphasis is that this is important because then it's going to help us be aware, because what happens when you take away the illusion of a magic trick or, you know, because magic is just science we don't understand. Right. So if you take away the illusion and you bring awareness to, oh, wait, there's something that actually happens here that we can't see. Just like if I didn't know Wi-Fi existed, I always give this example. If I didn't know Wi-Fi existed, but all of a sudden my phone turns on and I'm connected to the internet or I'm doing a phone call, I'm going to go, holy shit, this is magic. Someone's showing up on my, on my phone, on my screen. If I didn't know that Wi-Fi was there, um, but it is, right? We just can't see it. So same thing with this is like energy is being transferred. We can't see it and it seems impossible, but it's, it, it's, it's happening and it's non-local, right? So this is now a possibility with the understanding of morphic resonance, Rupert Sheldrake's uh, theoretical basis on how energy is being transferred from being to being and how a collective works. There, you also have the collective unconscious, which Carl Jung had talked about. He basically named it that, you know, so it's like the same thing. So to finish off this slide, uh, when a pendulum is established, it strives to stay alive, like we said, right? So a pendulum is an energetic structure and it feeds on the energy of its adherents. Therefore, it tries to attract as many adherents as possible. So as long as the adherents are contributing their thought energy or emotional energy, the pendulum keeps swim swinging. So to give a real basic understanding is just, you know, Democrat, Republican, right? So if you have that system in place and you have people that claim and attach themselves to the ideals of the Democrats, vice versa with the um, Republicans, that now it keeps swinging. So it's just, you've caused polarity and now with each side and the more polarized it gets, the heavier the pendulum swings and the more influence and energy that actually it starts to impact on the people that are connected or have a resonance 
to that uh, pendulum itself. So a destructive pendulum would force goals onto its adherents that are not of their own making. A pendulum plays on human emotion, thereby catching the individual in their web. I mean, right there sounds, there's politics in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. So I saw this as a parallel to morphic fields when I was doing my research, of course, I've explained that. And whichever, um, so whichever morphic field is the largest dominates. It's a numbers game. The larger the morphic field, the stronger. And in this article I'd found, which I took from, it says that's how Hitler made Nazi Germany. He gathered a large collective quickly uh, and used the vibrational core of using low vibrational frequency of fear. Uh, The other factor in the battle between, say, something like the dark side and the light side is that morphic fields need constant emotional and cognitive attention and active energy to keep it fired up. One common way to do this is cognitive priming. That's why Hitler made use of propaganda and the existence of media of that day to keep the consciousness of the people constantly exposed and stimulated. What does that sound like? Right? Hitler made use of propaganda and the existent media of that day to keep the consciousness of the people constantly exposed and stimulated, and which is called cognitive priming. So if you relate that, this is why I pendulums, it's the same idea. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's being used on multiple sides too. Like it's just, it's once again, it's just feeding that fanaticism feeding that you know that inadequacy too you know it's playing on that thing like it's it's that whole thing it's like you know when it came to nazi germany it's like there was this fear from the 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 natural people already as it was that had nothing to do with the jews really but playing on that emotion for those people and letting them know and giving them a person to blame for their misfortunes and stuff like that you know it, it they these people were very susceptible and fell alongside with it and stuff too it was even in the, you could even say in the same sense of even how martin luther king attached himself to a court case that was going on during that time and sprung up and had that rally and stuff like that and he was able to draw a connection from that court case to his speech and stuff and it and it riled the people in that emotion and created a movement just from that along alone you know he used the momentum from another pendulum another thing that people were there gathered for to initiate his own movement you know so yeah it's very powerful and to be aware of it makes you more powerful because you're now mm-hmm. with that awareness you know you, it's and another topic that we could bring in later on too is energy strands. That's a big one or cutting cords, right? You know, the spiritual community always talks about cutting cords. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could look at this as it's your energetic cord in connection to a group and everything oh. that that group feels and thinks. Or a person, a relationship. People, right. People, people in this community love relationship. Talk. Yeah. The twin flame nonsense. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not about it. <laughs> um, So, all right. So when you want to cultivate a level of motivation or consistent drive toward an objective or belief, a custom or behavior, you need constant reminders that stimulate emotion, just not the idea itself. You need the emotion because the emotion is a powerful radiant energy and is linked to the heart. And we all know about the, uh, uh, 
what is it, the HeartMath Institute, and they prove the electromagnetic field, which is 5,000 times greater than the brain. So the morphic field coherence is basically the conjoining of all the people involved. And uh, emotion accomplishes this the best because the emotion, the heart field, the heart energy is actually pushing out, and that's what's sending the signal. It's a propagating energy. And that's what kind of sends out the broadcast and then brings more of that in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, like a black hole. Like it just starts bringing all that in into one area. And when you, when you create one side, you also have to create the polarity itself too. So regarding the battle between the light and dark, the higher vibrational fields are stronger uh, and far more coherent. But if the light field is not using constant reminders that keep the members of the morphic field emotionally engaged in frequencies of love, gratitude, courage, and the mission, it will dissipate and succumb to the lower dark field, which is much bigger. And how ironic, Geo, you know, we got that episode next week with Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. being the, the with, uh, with Phil. Phil. Yeah. And how funny, right? So why is the dark side always so big? It's very easy, easy to answer. And Phil, I hope you're listening. I will quote Yoda and the Jedi, ma- uh, the Jedi master to when he was talking to Luke, his young appren- uh, apprentice. Luke asked Yoda, is the darker side stronger? And I'm, he's saying that because, you know, the, it's so big and there's, there's so much and it's, it seems so heavy and hard to defeat. And Yoda replies, no, it's just quick, quicker, easier, and more seductive, which is true. Mm. Exactly. It always, the, the dark can never overcome the light, though, in that sort of sense. But the light always pierces the dark. Right. So, and we don't have to, so that, just hearing that and then understanding the past few episodes and our, our talks on, on morphic resonance and how, you know, Rupert Sheldrake is pointing to evidence and science and things that are, you know, they're doing experiments with and they're showing it that it is a happening that goes on and it, it either happens or it doesn't. Right. And it's happening. So this is not just turning into some concept, but it's something that is actually going on and it's an empowerment factor for all of us to be aware of this because then it's going to affect if you are hyper aware and that you do want to improve uh, and empower your own life. This is something to keep in mind when making decisions, right? Mm. So uh, we'll, we'll brush through the next two, which the mass formation hypnosis. If you didn't watch the Joe Rogan episode, you don't know who uh, Matias Desmond is. Uh, basically was during the pandemic did these studies and he got, he got exiled from his, he was a college professor. He got exiled for this theory. Um, and there was people in the past I didn't know about either, but basically what it was is that it was phases that a group of people went through and the phase, there was a phase that, that people would lose their individual identity, right? They would have a de-individuation. And the theory explains that being in a crowd lessens personal identity. It lessens guilt, self-evaluation, empathy, and other individual morality uh, related behaviors. Then the theory was improved, right? So a phase characterized by having individual ideas and emotions greatly influenced by the dynamics of the surrounding masses. So the individual's ideas and emotions proven to be greatly influenced by the dynamics of the, of the group of people. And then uh, lastly here is the phase where the group had developed a shared unconscious, which affect their decisions and feelings. So you have this first phase where the group is, is already there. It's made, it's created. There's this ideal, there's this mission to be had. There's this enemy to conquer and the individual loses their identity within it. 
and they lose all morality related behaviors basically like the group overpowers their own empathy and, and guilt and identity and all that you know and then now the ideas and emotions of those people are greatly overcome by the surrounding masses and then now their decisions and feelings are affected so look back these past three years are a perfect example mm. look back on that and think of this concept yeah i just not well just more so i could see that whole like that over, like that overpowering and that overcoming of like once that momentum is saying in that group and stuff that damn cat <laughs> uh that it's like that overpowering ends up overshadowing their own original maybe their own original morals that they had and stuff and you know the compassion that they once had for human life and the respect or something something so to say and stuff like all of a sudden starts to get clouded and justified with whatever belief system that they're in or like the momentum of that of that group and stuff and, and now they've distorted their whole reality of what's moral what's right what's what's considering and like and and now they think it's okay to maybe treat treat people a certain way and be vicious and stuff and they're justifying it you know that's how that's just how powerful this shit is and like you, you can't deny that that hasn't happened Oh, I mean, like, if, if you think about it, right, we're showing a quantum physicist wrote it in a book, happened to name it Pendulums. Then you have mass formation mm -hmm. hypnosis becoming a real popular concept discussed throughout the pandemic uh, by college professors and scientists and psychologists. And then, you know, we'll move on to the, the occult version of this. But before we do it, yeah, like you, you saw it, right? People put on a mask. Within two weeks, the whole world was put in a mask. Um, there's still people out there that are connected to that formation right um yeah. and no judgment here i mean technically i have my own thoughts of course but whatever um yeah but regardless yes yeah, so this idea is not just an idea it's something that's going mm -hmm. on and it's the expansion on this I, f I feel needs to happen and we and and i do have an add-on at the end of this because it plays into astrology as well mm -hmm. um one thing to say about the mass thing though is like I mean, I don't, I don't know if you want to take this any, in any sort of direction with it, but like you did see how the mask thing and all the rules and mandates and stuff like that really did bring out, if you were to really have a deeper look at some of these people's lives that try to enforce this stuff, uh, I'm, I'm just talking about your neighbor, you know, the teacher that does something, uh, your boss or whatever, anybody who really tried to enforce this thing. And you took a deeper look at why did they really try to do it? Is it because they're scared or whatever and stuff? Or, you know, even there's people that just either way, it brought out the wounded authoritarian in these people. These people yeah. that you could probably look at them and be like, do they have authority in their own life? Right. Most likely they try, but they don't. If you really were to have a deep introspective, I guarantee you would see that those people don't have authority in their own life. And this gave them something to attach to, to try to be like, hey, this is my chance. And not even on purpose. Like they weren't consciously thinking this like, oh, this is my chance to shine and really exert my authority where I lack it in other areas. No, this is just something that naturally came about them in that sort of sense. It was something that they could fall in line with. You know, through the own playing of their own fear. Right. And to bridge the astrological energies at the time was Saturn Aquarius. And Saturn is the 
you know, he restricts and all of that and Aquarian energy would be more power to the people and, and people being self-empowered and being part of the community as a whole and it being their own authority. And, and Chiron, Chiron was still in Aries, right? Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. and then that's where that whole, that's that, the whole Andrew Tate sphere is totally Chiron Aries. Uh, the red pill, uh, what was the, uh, the black guy, um, Kevin Samuels, that whole mm. little segment going on right like that that was a big one uh the red pill thing and it still goes on and and a lot of it's great by the way uh, i i know i called it i i called uh tate a douche i just don't like who we i just don't like him but the the whole bringing the wounded masculine to the forefront and trying to heal it i'm for i'm for that like i i just over masculine to me is just ugh. deeper side of it there's a shot d- even deeper into it there's just a shadowness to it yeah you can you could see it right like people will get carried away with having someone that's a mentor like andrew tate like there's a there's this they they could just get carried away and that's what i see with it's it's a justification like just being like oh i could be a douchebag now i could disrespect women now yeah exactly put people in their place now right yeah Uh, overdoing just like with anything and and oversaturated it can get oversaturated Mm -hmm. real fast and it kind of did which is why i got sick of it real quick but that doesn't mean things within those discussions and things within the concepts even he can bring up and all that doesn't mean that they're all wrong it just it's how you it's how you go about it it's how you deliver it it's how you're affecting the minds of masses amounts of people right yep that's that's why you train the mind the right way and you have this you know ability to not yeah like not to be fall into susceptibility of shit you can take and extract the valuable and things and set aside the rest like you know you and you can you don't have to get sucked up into it you know this is why what we're talking about is to help strengthen those areas of the psyche and ourselves and in all sorts of aspects instead of living the uh monkey see monkey do living to the morphic resonance being trapped in a pendulum this is the thing right this is it yeah and then everyone just just starts you know trolloping around you know Mm. and and doing what they're told even from people like andrew tate and kevin samuel so but there are valuable things to be taken but it's about just Mm -hmm. staying in your individuality and being individuated and taking what's valuable for you instead of doing the monkey see monkey do crap Mm -hmm. people are so ready for a zombie apocalypse like we've been in the zombie apocalypse there's different degrees of different types of zombies though that's the thing right Pick your poison. And that leads into the egregore concept, right? Mm -hmm. So the, uh, what's an egregore? An egregore is a metaphysical term for a sort of group consciousness, like a zeitgeist or an archetype. It derives from the Hebrew word for angel and also for city. It also, I think in other cultures was called watcher. I think there was another um, name given or meaning behind it. So like a servitor entity, an egregore is created, whether intentionally or otherwise, by people. But unlike a servitor, an egregore is shared by more than one person, and its power increases as it is invoked. Modern group structures like nations, corporations, and websites have their own egregores. They are invented thought forms like conscious morphic fields that are repeatedly invested in and invoked by the members of a group. Often the symbolism of that group is spread to others, and this strengthens the egregore as more people encounter it develop awareness of recognition of it and may eventually join the group and reinforce the egregore themselves. And to add, it also starts to grow in a, an autonomy to it. It gets autonomous. It gets, it starts almost acting on its, in its own accord, which to me, the other concept of pendulum grounds that more. It explains that more. It gives more of a, a visual of that. So 
and I kind of just explained it, but we'll, we'll we'll go to this slide. So egregores, how are they formed? Egregores often start as an intentional act of creating a servitor entity for someone's personal use. If others begin to work with the servitor, it can gather momentum, much like a kind of intelligent morphic field and sentience, and start to act upon its own, like I was saying, autonomous. As a sentient being sustained by the choices of others, it could find better ways to accomplish the agenda for which it was created. As its influence expands, it could take on bigger goals to accomplish its agenda in more powerful ways. Yeah. I mean, this just goes to show when people have those entities or demonic talks or angels, uh, Nephilim type things like this just goes back into something that we're going to connect to now that we're closing out this area of it is even how the astrological, the, the whole astrological field plays a big role into understanding this and uh, allows us to understand deeper into archetypes along with morphic resonance and seeing how that there is these structures, these forms, these habits, these memories already set in place with some sort of what some sort of archetypal value to them that now it's like we shift into those molds. It's like we are fluid beings in a sort of way when it comes to our consciousness or our spirit. You know, I don't want to say maybe soul because I feel like soul is like bigger than that in a sort of way, but our spirit in sort sort of the sense, it's like we mold into that when we shift our frequency through our transmission of our brain and stuff too, and the mind that we fall into those archetypes and we play out those archetypes every day, multiple different ones to different heightened degrees or lesser degrees, whatever it may be. And, but that's how we could even understand the egregores and through astrology as well. Like this is how we even can see what needs more attention what needs less attention in our lives? You know, what needs fixing or healing? Uh, you know, what needs to be strengthened in some sort of way? Like, but you could do that with now being able to bridge the gap between astrology, morphic resonance, the morphic fields, and astrology having a morphic field of its own. Um, you know, even each star, each planet and stuff, the constellations in that sort of way, earth, it's magnetism, like all all that encompasses, which we'll, we'll keep going over because this is so extensive. Right. But that's, it's just, it's just, it's allowing you to really, instead of going on the, the point of just trying to right away say that somebody is overcome by some demonic force and this is something that's demonic and stuff. Instead, maybe you could see it as this egregore. It is this conscious archetype that exists within a certain field through a certain frequency that is manifested, that's been around since who knows the longest time. Well, it's part of the, it's part of the dynamics of life. Yes. It's just part of the uh, universal, intelligent, infinite field and stuff. And this way that allows us to separate a little bit from the whole, oh, well, it's good. Oh, it's evil. It's this. We need to attack. No, maybe necessarily we just need to know how to flow through them, shift into the, not get absorbed into these things. And, you know, and maybe that's why astrology can be a great tool to know your, know your role, know your spot, know when to, know when to shift out, knowing how to even shift out because there's elementals to it. When you look at it in the astro astrological sense, you know, you can see, and you could identify those types of influences and you know where, and you know where nature's vibrating. You know where the pendulums mm -hmm. or egregores or morphic resonances are, are happening 
in nature themselves. And I think that's... Yeah, and at what time? Right, what time it is in the universe and what time it is for yourself mm-hmm. and what time it is for, you know, just everything at hand. And uh, I think we can... So we told you this was a this is kind of like a final discussion so let's end with that right so let's yeah, let's we're on, we're on an hour 20 perfect so well i have mm-hmm. a few more things i'll read off so everyone can get the idea for the astrology uh so why this would link as well so we you know we talked about the groups of people the mass of people people that lose that get de-individuated become less of an individual and become the group because they're affected by energies being transferred on the thought and emotional realm and they're influenced without realizing it so why can't astrology non-locally be the same because if the energy is non-local so if you believe that we're a ball floating in space and it's real everything's real far away and it's like the distance distance doesn't matter not in this concept proven proven and and if you need to like i said we'll leave we'll start leaving pdfs and and uh, we're gonna start blogging on our website soon um next week i think we're, we're a little behind on that i thought we weren't but we are um we'll start leaving our sources and blog a little bit and give you guys the ability to go find these things so you could see for yourselves that there are experiments there is there is facts and there's things that are being proven or at least theoretically discussed and tried out and this stuff's out there and now this is bridging and by the way i went on youtube today just to search astrological morphic fields or astrology morph there's nothing and i think that this is a a, a complete bridge for the astrology community so anyway um let me just share the desktop instead. So this is from a book called Meditations on the Zodiac. And I just happened to have read it a while ago. And I thought of this whole section here when I was uh, researching the morphic field stuff. So it says, although the physic, uh, physical earthly forces of nature provide man with food for the body, his soul and spirit are maintained by the relation to all of the plura- pl- plurality of spirituality living to this in the stars. To physical sense perception, man appears to be enclosed within the boundary of his skin. In reality, he is in his entirety a being of body, soul, and spirit born out of the cosmos and sustained by the cosmos, as well as by the substances of the earth. He is not, as some say, just a grain of sand on a cosmic beach, the earth. He is himself a cosmic being. He is a little world, a microcosm, inseparably related to the great world, the macrocosm, the vast realm of spirit, including the majestic zodiac, the great cosmic man. Why is the average person unaware of this? A comparison may make the answer clear. How funny Rupert Sheldrake did the whole TV Mm. thing, too. So it says a TV set is constantly surrounded by what is being broadcast from many stations, some even thousands of miles away, yet it is yet it is without pictures and sound until it is attuned to one of the broadcasts. It is a matter of attunement. In the case of the human being, it is a matter of consciousness. Cosmic conquest does not require a journey into space. It involves a heightened, intensified, and expanded consciousness. Highly evolved egos can be conscious of the spiritual forces and beings of Venus, for example, or of the Sun or Saturn. These influences are not localized to the shining stars we see in the sky. They fill the entire spheres bounded by the orbital paths of the respective planets. We are perpetually immersed in them and also in, uh, also in all that streams to us from the zodiac, which is as a womb in which our entire solar system is evolving. We are insepar- uh, inseparably united with them, all each individual in a unique way, in our waking consciousness and in sleep throughout our entire earth life and also during the sphere life between death and new birth. Everyone is at least vaguely aware that without any visible external reason, the mood of the 
The mood of one day differs from that of another, one hour from another, and often even one minute from another. But few can, in full ego consciousness, know the influences broadcast from the cosmos. So the TV set analogy, the broadcasting analogy, the non-locality analogy, and you know, in that passage, this person who is more of a uh, the- theosophist, mm-hmm. I think it's more the- theosophy mm-hmm. and more of that Rudolf Steiner kind of foundation. But she's explaining the whole broadcast uh, happening, and so with that, the planets, the stars, with the morphic resonance theory intertwined is basically saying the same thing. So now that this adds a new theoretical validity to the possibility of astrological influence. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. That that retrograde, by the way, is kicking in, dude. My reading <laughs> my reading's garbage. That's right. I thought yeah. it was pretty good, Sorry. especially especially the appropriate pauses and everything. Um but um yeah, dude, I mean I I I, I like that because I feel like you don't unless you go deep into maybe some some of these really good astrologers channels and stuff like that. But like the consumption, like the, uh, uh, the demand for astrology is so airy fairy. Like it's still so like, tell me about me when I'm going to find love, when I'm going to have that job, when I'm going to, yeah, it's teenage girl it's, stuff. It's yeah. But then it's co-star, but, I'll, but, 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 and, and I think that's the thing that turns off maybe some of like, other people, especially I'll say more of the male population that oh, yeah. that a lot of it that okay. are over masculine and see that and see it as very feminine that all of a sudden they're just like, ah, you believe in that astrology bullshit? Like, well, like, and it's like, man, if you really saw the deep, innovative, scientific, you know, origins of this and something like that, like it allows you to, with that understanding, just to, to grasp this as like a whole bigger complexity it's so simple in a sort of way but it's a bigger complexity that has so much more deeper meaning and like i love that and i and we could talk about that for days and i think that's cool that we're going to be going on to that yeah so i think that's it for now i think that i think that that kind of caps it off um we're gonna definitely keep everything kind of interrelated here but i think we're finally going to jump to some different discussions on the next few episodes so we hope you mm-hmm. got the idea at least um, and, and see that this is all new science and a possibility. Um, and that's our job is to just, it's not to tell you what to think, but it's to try to explain how we're thinking and maybe influence how you're thinking. And then we can expand and grow um, spiritually, intellectually. And that would, of course, affect us physically. So it's, uh, it's time for self-empowerment and that's what we believe in. So that's what we're going to keep going with. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Whether it's bullshit or not, leave a leave a hate comment if you'd like, like like Peter, right? So you can get Geo all riled up. Yeah. At least if you're gonna make a hate comment, at least make it make it make sense and based off something actually done or said or something. Right. At least, at least not something that you just had <laughs> you know real introspective on and. <laughs> You just wanted to run with it, I guess. Just a hater. But anyway. Sorry. Um, sorry that mommy and daddy didn't love you. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, guys. <laughs> the Aries is kicking it, in. It is. So. It's, a, it's that study yeah. clips. But um, yeah. we, we appreciate your time. And uh, until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.